Ladies and gentlemen, this is Simarjit Singh back with the Beginner's Mind series and our special guest today was given the title of India's Wonder Girl at the tender age of 11. When she was just one year old, she picked up a, a, she picked up a vocabulary of more than 500 words at just the age of one. This child prodigy would listen to videos in foreign languages and immediately pick up the accents. At the age of 10, she learned 10 different accents, including British, American, Scottish, etc. And she's currently learning French, Japanese, and Spanish, all with the help of the internet. Our guest today is the recipient of numerous awards and standing ovations for at functions and ceremonies across the world. And she is none other than Ms. Janvi Panwar. Let's welcome with a huge round of virtual Whoa. applause. Thank you so, so much. Janvi, it's wow, a pleasure to have you here. Yes, I'm so happy to have uh, to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And that virtual applause was really cool, you know? <laughs> well, we live in the virtual world and um, yeah. we, we need to acknowledge and appreciate, you know, the efforts that other people are putting in, that we are putting in to, yeah. um, you know, to adapt to this changing world. How have you been uh, during this very tough cool. period of the last year and a half? Uh, apparently not too bad. I think this was, you know, this was the kind of period that I needed in my life, kind of like mm -hmm. a me alone time and mm -hmm. something that can help me do some more creative and more artistic things, I believe. So sure. this was one of the best times of my life, even though wow. it's kind of ironical with everything that, mm -hmm. that has been happening around the world. But mm -hmm. still, it has been great. You know, I just loved it. And now mm -hmm. I actually like the social life, too, again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of human nature, right? Uh, yeah. To make the bus, uh, and, and that's what we teach as speakers, as influencers, to make the best of whatever is around you. And I'm glad you did. Yeah. You made the best of this time, this as a me time, as a time for exploration, time to boost your creativity. Um, so without much further ado, we have a list of some of the questions. Uh, but I'm going to begin with um, what Google auto-suggest. When we type in your name in Google auto-suggest, we get this. Why is Janvi Panwar famous? Why is Janvi Pawar famous? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's begin with that. Okay. Tell us about your journey, and of yeah. course, yeah, you know about uh, where you are today and how did you get here, uh, what your superpowers are, and what young people who are tuning in into, into this conversation can learn from you. Wow. Okay. So apparently, this question hasn't changed since like two years now, I believe. And I think you know I'm famous because I'm no I'm titled as the Wonder Girl of India. So I believe I speak in different accents: British, American, RP, Posh, Australian, Scottish, Canadian, Norfolk, Cockney. And then I'm also learning French and Japanese, which I'm kind of done with, and now wow. learning Spanish. And mm -hmm. I am also a motivational speaker because well, motivational speaker was kind of like not my main goal, but mm -hmm. it somehow came up because, you know, I've been going to programs to just address people. So mm -hmm. at one point I thought like just speaking in different accents with all of the people, it doesn't really fit well, you know, it does really fit really well. So I thought maybe I can have something that can inspire people how to sure be their best versions. Then sure. I started reading motivational books and everything, started watching videos and came up with my own experiences and different examples. So that came along then. Uh, now I'm 17 right now and I'm doing my master's in English literature and this is my second year. Wow, so, yeah. 17 and already doing your master's. That deserves another round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. 
pretty good. Okay, Masters in English Literature. Yes. At 17. Tell me, how did teachers at your school react with your amazing linguistic abilities, your ability to watch a video and immediately grasp the accent and, you know, your ability to learn foreign languages very quickly all through the help of the internet. Um, what was the reaction? So two, two reactions I'm interested in. One is your uh, fellow students, your peers, and also um, the teachers in your school in Samalka, I believe, in District Panipat yeah. in Haryana. That's where you're based. Tell us about how did these folks react? Well, this was kind of hard. When I was younger, so I've been there studying in a school. It's a normal town school, so I've been there. People mm -hmm. over there, uh, you know, people in my school, even the teachers, they barely used to talk in Hindi. We all talked in mm -hmm. Haryanvi, so less than all English. English mm -hmm. was like a big deal. So right. <clears throat> even though our English teacher used to talk in English, but he had that Haryanvi accent, like, really mm -hmm. up to the park. So yeah. when I started talking in English, at it first, happens with the best uh, of us. When, when I started speaking, delivering my speeches in Hindi, I had a very strong Punjabi accent that would come through. So <laughs> I can relate with that. Yes, please go on. Yeah. Now but, you have a great accent. You know, I really, really like your accent. <laughs> Thank you. So, it's it's in sort of a neutral international accent that I that sort of rubbed off on me, having spent time in different parts of the world. So I lived four yeah. and a half years in the UK, a year yeah, and a half in the US. Yeah, that's why you have got that touch of British right. accent. Yeah. And Australia, um, and uh, so it's a cocktail now. You know, you'll see different bits emerging here and there, but that's that's what yeah. it is. <laughs> right, carry on, please. So, uh, yeah, so the uh, the students first of all, they started mimicking me for some time, and mm -hmm. after mimicking me, they used to make fun of me. They used to call me Angrej all of the time, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. oh, she's an Angrej, you know. Yeah, Angrej, really like you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No mm. one really used to sit with me. They all were like, she's way too younger. She really, she's going to talk with us. You know, she can't be friends with us. She's uh -huh. too young. Then she speaks in English. Basically, I was a different kind of human being, you know, a different breed. And then yeah. teachers, at first, teachers were kind of surprised. And I probably shouldn't say this, but teachers who were not teaching me, they uh, kind of had this thing against me. They were always like, yeah, you speak in English. That's not a big deal and everything. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I think after a moment when I, you know, when I had my achievements and everything and when I started going to places, then somehow all of those people started appreciating me. So at first they were kind of surprised and people had this thing against me at first, but then everything just changed. You know, it took a backflip. Do you know, um, I read this, um, I don't know who said this, but I read this the other day and it was very powerful. First, they will laugh at you um, and then they'll be curious about you and then they would want yeah. to be you, you know, and then they would appreciate you. But first stage yes. is always, especially if you have a gift like yours, Janvi, um, and I'm sure we all have our gifts. I, I, I refer to uh, the multiple intelligence theory here by Dr. Howard Gardner, who's divided, who said intelligence is, you know, just getting scoring high on your exams is not just intelligence, right? Or just doing well in physics, chemistry, or math is not just mm -hmm. intelligence. Intelligence is divides it into nine different categories and linguistic ability, the ability to pick up different languages and what you're displaying here is one of those categories. So I think two very prominent things emerge here, which is this, if you are displaying something extraordinary, if you have a talent, uh, be prepared for other people to, um, you know, look at you with not just curiosity, but perhaps with uh, hatred and anger also, because they fail yeah. to understand your gifts. And the second thing that, that emerges is for teachers to understand that 
every child comes with a different set of gifts and talents and to nourish them and not to try to pigeonhole them by the same yardstick, right? To not to try to measure every child by the same um, measurement system that we use for everybody else. Those are two very important things that have come up. Um, and um, so I want to take a deeper dive into your um, attraction towards learning um, languages. How did you realize you had this gift? Was it your parents or did you as a little, because you probably might be too young to understand how it was happening, right? If you were watching a video, you had the ability to comprehend it and to, uh, you know, sort of pick up that accent really quickly. Um, tell me, how did you become aware that you had a certain gift as far as languages were concerned? Uh, to be honest, I never became aware of this thing. I was just, it was kind of like going and it's still going. You know, there's this track of life and you just keep moving on that track. This is something that's hap that's been happening and that is still happening with me. So I think there is not something like, you know, I somehow realized is that I have this gift or like I should probably learn languages and everything. But uh -huh. to be honest, it was my parents, my dad, uh, to be specific. My dad uh, went on to this. Uh, you know, numerous jobs and he was always denied because he did not really have that fluent and that good grip on English. So mm -hmm. my dad was always like, you know, my kid, she's going to learn English for sure. And after learning mm -hmm. English, it kind of became a big deal. Like everyone speaks English. It's not a big deal. So, well, it did not become a big deal then. So it's mm -hmm. not a big deal, John V. And speaking in English, what do you think you're going to do with this? Then the thing was, I could have stopped there, but it basically was not the criticism that kept me moving. It was me because I always had this interest and I think interest any, in any field, in any track, it's being created. And if we people think at the age of 18, some, somehow any interest is going to knock in your door, then it's not really going to happen. True. So my True. interest was created by my father, by my mother. Uh -huh. And after that, then I started researching about this thing by myself and somehow it became mine. So... Right. After researching all of these things, I was like, you know, I used to watch BBC News to just improve my English, to be fluent, and then I used to mimic the BBC News, and I read, and I used to read news, and mm -hmm. I used to read news in like BBC style, and after that, people were like, okay, so now you're mimicking accents, and that's mm -hmm. like even worse. So right. yeah, I was mimicking mm -hmm. accents. So for that, right. I asked my father, is that why do these people talk so differently, and why? Do these people, they don't use their T's, they use their R's with really strange voices. What is happening there? Right. So my dad mm -hmm. was like, these are different accents. I was like, I'm going to learn it. And then when we finally thought I want to learn it, we started going on to these different institutes all over India. And we found no one. We literally mm -hmm. found no one who can teach us mm -hmm. accents. Me and mm -hmm. my dad on every Sunday, we used to go to British Council. Wow. <laughs> and we, you know, we just... Uh, we just used to annoy people a lot and we annoyed them so, so much is that, do you have a class for British or American accent? They're like, no, how many times do we have to tell you? <laughs> Me and my dad. But you didn't give up and your dad didn't give up. And that's, that's very important to highlight. Yeah. You did not give up. Then, right. Mm -hmm. Then somehow internet came along and after internet, I started watching tutorials on YouTube and then I got a hold on like on all of these online classes. I learned phonetics. I did a whole lot of research on phonetic sound on every accent's phonetic sound. Then I started practicing them the whole day and now I can't do an Indian accent. So I did an Indian accent until I was like six or seven because after that I just started mimicking. 
So mm-hmm. it's just not on my tongue anymore. Well, you probably do one when you try to make fun of it, right? You might be able to do it, do it then, right? <laughs> I think two, two very important things uh, that emerges. One is the power of the internet. One is the power of the digital world here. And I think every young person who's watching, please make full use of the resources that you have at your disposal. We now have uh, access to free online courses um, in major universities across the world, Fair videos from YouTubers uh, such as John Vihar, Herself. I believe you're a very active YouTuber now. And guys, we will leave the link for her channel in the description below. Go check it out. Subscribe to her channel. Watch her videos and her courses. She's putting in a great amount of effort into that. But I think one thing uh, becomes very clear is uh, that for everybody who's tuning in into this conversation right now, you have this access to the same resources that Simarjeet Singh has. You have access to the same, pretty much the same resources that Janvi Pawar has. And therefore, uh, they there are no limitations as far as resources are concerned. You know, we live in a, a borderless world, a world without walls. You can reach out to the best of information. It all depends upon you. And I second, I think uh, it's very important, uh, the, the role of your father here in the entire process, you know, to be your mentor, to be your guide, to be your friend, to um, sort of discover that talent within you and to nudge you forward and to take you into that environment. Environments have a huge role to play, I personally believe. Um, I grew up in a house where we had books around, you know, so not that somebody would actively ask me to go and pick up a book and read and not that, uh, you know, there would be a separate reading time, but just having books around in the in the house was enough for me to develop an interest in yeah. literature and reading uh, fiction and nonfiction and all sort of things. Uh, so wonderful insights there, um, Janvi, thank you so much uh, for, for sharing this. So uh, talk to us more about your journey looking for institutes where you could learn these languages and these accents and you didn't find it there and as you said that the internet happened so how was that a turning point what role did it play and what role do you feel it can play for everybody who's listening to this conversation right now of course uh, people always have this excuse is like we don't have enough money or we don't have a really, really good environment for anything. Well, I think, uh, you know, and I probably shouldn't say this because it might, some people might find it offensive, but I think this is one of the uh, lamest excuses I've ever heard. So I think, uh, you know, internet, it definitely plays a big role. For me, it definitely was a turning point. At that time, we did not even have like a screen touch phone. We just only had mm-hmm. one phone. My father bought it recently when I was five. And so, after that phone came along, it helped me so much. It particularly depends on the person, is that in what ways the person is using that phone. So some people use it for social media, and then some people use it for, if someone is like me, then some people use it for languages or accents and everything. So mm-hmm. I think it basically depends on the person. So in what kind of ways you're using. And for me, I just used to watch videos all of the time on YouTube and all of the time I just used to go and check out these online classes and phonetic. I used, uh-huh. I used to be on Google, reading people's opinions, reading people's you know opinions on everything, on phonetics and everything. So mm-hmm. I think that really, really helped me a lot. And still up to this day, till this date, I'm learning different languages and it's still helping me a lot. And I'm so, so, so grateful for it. So I think people just need to come up with a specific goal or a specific plan and anything they're ever gonna need. And if they really have that fire within themselves, Mm -hmm. so they Mm -hmm. can find everything on YouTube and everything on internet and wherever they want to. In bits and pieces, right? It, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They might not f- find it all in one place, but they'll find definitely find it in bits and pieces all over. And I think, yeah, 
sorry, were you, were you saying something? Did I, lo I lost your audio there for a second. No, no, I wasn't saying okay. anything. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. No, um, so as I said, if, they, if they're unable to find it, all of the information in one place, they'll definitely find it in bits and pieces. And as you rightly said, it's a fire in the belly that counts. I'm reminded of a little example, this little um, prop that I use to demonstrate this point, that is focus, you know, a magnifying glass. Probably folks who are watching this right now might have played it when you were uh, played with it when you were a little kid. And all you're doing when you're out in the sun, you could burn paper, you could burn grass, you could do so much um, just because you're concentrating the energy of the rays which were scattered earlier. And that's... Uh, I That's did that in class 10. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> but you've been yeah. doing it way, way before because you had a goal that you wanted to focus on, which was learn these languages. And you, would, you had this environment around you. You had a clear, specific goal of why you wanted to learn this uh, due to your dad's experiences, as you mentioned. So I think um, it, it, it's very important that I share a story here with the audience. You know, it goes, I'm not sure if it was Socrates or uh, Aristotle, but one of the old Greek philosophers, uh, here's, here's how the story goes. Um, his Fame had spread far and wide, Janvi, and people would, young people would come to him, especially to ask, how can I be successful in life? And one such young man had traveled over a great distance to come and see Socrates. And so uh, it was early in the morning, Socrates was taking a bath in the middle of the river. He was standing in the middle of the river. So this guy, um, when he, he couldn't contain himself, he couldn't, you know, hold it back when he saw Socrates. He said, wow, I've been looking for you, master. Um, I, I've traveled so many days just to see you, to ask you, what is the secret of success? How can I be successful? To which um, he, he says, son, sure, since you've traveled such a long distance, I will tell you my secret uh, to success. But you'll have to uh, come inside the river, come in the river to the point where I am, and I'll tell you the secret right here. So <laughs> he's sort of inviting him inside the river to the point. So Socrates is right in the middle where the river is at the deepest. Um, and so the water is like right up here to his neck. Um, and so he, this disciple comes in. So he puts his arm around his, his neck and plunges his head inside water, right? So for the next couple of seconds, he's fighting for dear life. You know, he's trying to break hold from the strangle and he obviously was a stronger guy, but he's holding him down, he's pinning him down and finally he manages to break, hold, break free from his hold. He's gasping for air. And he goes, what sort of a rude answer was that? What are you trying to say to me? You know, I could have died down there. And he said, son, when you want to be successful as badly as you wanted to breathe while you were inside the water, as badly as you want oxygen, wanted oxygen when you were about to drown, when you want to succeed in anything as badly as in that you were in that situation, you will get it. And I think your story demonstrates the point that if you want, if you work for something, all the resources show up, all the teachers show up, everything yes. shows up. Mm -hmm. And um, that's quite a, your journey has been very, very interesting. So I'm sure you must have decoded or created or thought about your process. Do you have a process which other people can follow, Janvi, in order to learn either a foreign language better or, um, you know, get better at the ones that they know at the moment? I know you've talked about videos. I know you've talked about immersion learning, which is listening to those things and trying to copy it and to be in that moment, right? And to absorb that influence. But do you have a process that you would recommend that people should follow? 
Sure, I do have a process. Uh, okay, so the first of all, people always choose this wrong approach while they start learning a language. People always start with learning grammar and focusing on grammar all of the time. Whereas mm -hmm. I think this is the approach which people should not really go for because grammar okay. is only going to get your head messed up and you're going to be bewildered at every point. So Too many rules, the I moment agree. you Too start many speaking, rules. it's important is that is you have to be fluent. And mm -hmm. for fluency, you need to have a good grammar. So people think in order to be fluent, you need a good grammar. And for that, they keep cramming all of the rules of grammar. So when it's finally the moment to start speaking, so what people tend to do is, is that they wait. They wait for a pretty long time because they are thinking in the back of their mind what kind of rule they have to use right now. Right. So it's important is that instead of focusing on grammar, you start mm -hmm. listening anything, any interview, any movie, or something like basic dialogues of that language. Mm -hmm. that's going to give you a good grip over different phrases and different idioms that those people use. Because believe me, if you're going to watch it with subtitles, after watching the same thing for two or three times, you're going to get a hold of some words and some phrases. Of course. And the grammar is hidden it, hidden there, hidden in those gra phrases and hidden in those idioms. So after that, after focusing on these points, now people think if they're going to practice for like 15 to 20 minutes a day, then their language is going to be great. No, the reason you're speaking your mother tongue so fluently and so properly is because you have been speaking it for your whole life. And this great. is what you got to do for, your, for the language you're learning. People uh -huh. think if they're going to speak the language for like 30 minutes a day, then they have practiced enough and they're going to be fluent. Whereas that's not mm -hmm. the case. The mm -hmm. case is, is that whenever you get time, even you can do a monologue. People think it's important to have a dialogue. I say no. There's nothing better than having a monologue with yourself. So whenever you're traveling or like if you're traveling on the road, pick up spontaneous things. If you're traveling on the road, pick up a tree and start talking on that tree. If you're sitting in a room, start speaking some different sentences in that uh, on that room. And that's how you build up your confidence and your fluency instead of focusing on grammar and another thing that people need is a good vocabulary definitely but mm -hmm. the thing is is that people also focus on the wrong vocabulary now again people tend to think if they have great big words and if they learn a great vocabulary and those big words which we use in writing then they can speak much better Whereas at first moment, when you just start learning a language, you're learning a language in order to be fluent and to hold a conversation in that language. And for sure. that, you do not need vocabulary in what you write. After you are done learning the language and you're confident while speaking, then you can focus on the big word. Because we people talk in Hindi or like my family, we talk in Haryanvi. So we don't know the big words of Hindi or Haryanvi because we never really focused on that. So focusing on big words is the next step. But right mm -hmm. now, what you need is, right now we need just different steps, different sentence structures. So for me, I think it's important if everybody build a reading habit, because with reading habit comes up different sentence structures. People have this huge problem of creating sentences. Daily on my YouTube channel, I check out comments and people are like, I don't know how to create sentences. And that's mm -hmm. like difficult for us. So how to do right. that? The four sentences, you need to build a reading habit because that's going to provide mm -hmm. you better sentences instead of using just like normal words because the more you're going to encounter with that language and the more you're going to encounter and interact with that language, the more it's going to stuck in your mind. So never ever think if you can practice for 40 minutes a day and that's enough because learning a language and practicing for a language for a limited time is never enough so it's right. important whenever you get time to start talking in that language with mm -hmm. yourself a monologue and start talking on random topics 
you know, and uh, there's this one more thing, a process that I've created by myself is, uh -huh. first of all, we should start learning with normal words, basic words, like when we wake up. So we see uh, things like chair, a table or our bedside lamp, toothpaste, brush, shower and everything, getting ready. So using these small words for the whole day. After a week, then start using small sentences. Those small mm -hmm. sentences are going to be like, you know, uh, I'm taking a shower right now. I'm having my breakfast. And then after that, start creating paragraphs, paragraphs mm -hmm. of what you did or what you did for your whole day. How was your routine and right. what you're doing right now? What are you planning to do? So basically from words to sentences to paragraphs and then to normal conversation and dialogues. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, wonderful. I think it's. Mm hmm. Great insights there. And, and, I, and I just want to take a moment to build on a couple of things that you said, one about the grammar part. And I completely agree with that. We don't learn Hindi grammar before we learn to speak Hindi. Yeah. I did not learn Punjabi grammar or heavy words from Punjabi literature before I started speaking Punjabi, right? Um, and the thing is, which I believe, and I completely agree with you there, we get caught up in the rules. We get caught up in, you know, the fear of being wrong or, you know, what if it's a wrong tense here, what, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or what if could there be a better word, right? And people learn language the other way around. I've seen youngsters mm. memorizing words from the dictionary just yeah. going by the dictionary meaning of that word, not understanding that meanings change thanks to context, right? A context can change the meaning of the word. So uh, I, I appreciate what you said there. And the second part is about immersion learning. It's not about 30 minutes a day and then you forget all about it. And it's about immersing yourself into that content. Um, I, I always recommend, um, and perhaps uh, th that's what you said also earlier, is having um, both uh, audio and visual reinforcement at the same time. So if yeah. it's, uh, you know what, I, I tried this and it works wonders and I recommended it to other people also. Um, get an actual printed book and then download the audio book for that, right? So you are now reading it and hearing it at the same time with spoken word by someone else. Helps and a you're lot. Reading. Literally helps a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so these sort of processes um, work really well. Um, there's a reason, and I must make this clear to everybody who's listening or watching to this conversation, that a lot of you will leave in the comments later on, Sir, Hindi me video kyun kiya, right? And I want to tell you, and, and Janvi would love to hear from you also uh, as well on this. Guys, if you don't listen to this video in English, right, the, the chances of you getting better at that language are going to be very slim because you're yeah. escaping, you're sort of moving back into the comfort zone. Uh, I'm a big believer, either you go forward into growth or you go backwards into safety, right? These, these two choices we always have. Going yeah. forward into growth is always risky. You risk embarrassment, saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, making a mistake, embarrassing yourselves, et cetera, et cetera. And that's fine. That's a risk. And I know it exists and you got to move forward anyway. So step forward into growth or step backwards into safety. Now you could go back into your safety zone, but that's not where growth happens, right? So you got to take that chance. And that is precisely the reason why that this conversation here, the, in, in its entirety will happen in English today so that Janvi can 
demonstrate. So she gets an opportunity to show you guys the possibilities. And the possibilities are this precisely, that if Janvi here, who was born and raised in a district Samalka, uh, Panipat, Haryana, can achieve this language, this sort of grasp on this, not only the English language, but also Japanese and Spanish and other languages that, that she's learning. And she's been covered by major publications across the world. Professors from universities in different parts of the world have come to study, uh, you know, your processes and how you've learned. And, you know, you've been a source of a lot of interest for many news channels, etc. If she can do it, you can do it too. And uh, that's uh, precisely the reason why we've gathered here for this discussion. And I'd love to hear from you, Janvi. What words of inspiration would you offer, especially to youngsters in the Indian subcontinent who have a lot of potential, uh, but they have also a lot of mindset issues that hold them back? Speak to us about yes. that, please. Oh, yes, I'd love to. Okay, so the first <laughs> thing is, is that teenagers, all of the time I see teenagers and they're always like, uh, you know, we have to get out of our comfort zone to do something. In order to do something, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And I hate, hate this sentence. It's like, we have to get out of our comfort zone. Just riddle me one thing. When you love doing something and when you really, really want to do something, so the more you're going to do it, the more comfort it's going to bring you. So why do we use the phrase, we have to get out of our comfort zone? Doing something that you like to do, doing something that you love to do more and more over and over again, isn't that getting in your comfort zone? So I think what we really need right now is a positive mindset. We have built words that we were never meant to hear because we still are teenagers. So we have built so many words. Of course, there are problems with everyone, but we mm -hmm. name them. We don't mm -hmm. think of problems as a part of life. We think of problems as problems. Mm. We don't think of problems like, yeah, it's, it, it happens. All right, let's keep moving. So we, yes, of course, everyone has their own opinions, own perspectives, and I'm not asking you people to change those. But if you find something logical, then I think it's perfectly fine to, you know, analyze and research is what you have been doing. Is it right or wrong? So the first thing is, is what we people really have to focus on is like, if you love, like, just for an instance, if you love doing singing, if you love singing different songs, so you can't just say, when I sing, I get out of my comfort zone. You love doing that thing. So you're getting in your comfort zone. If you're mm -hmm. learning a new language, you can't say I'm getting out of my comfort zone to learn a new language. That means if you're getting out of your comfort zone, you really don't want to do it. So please stop having a negative mindset. We have such a negative mindset for everything. And every motivational book I've ever read just comes on one single point, and that is is the law of attraction. Whatever your thoughts are, those are not only your thoughts, you are your thoughts and you are wow. that person. So wow. it's important if you people change your thoughts because we people think if we are going to change our 3D, that's going to change our thoughts. That's why we keep moving from India to Canada, Australia, USA to change our 3D world in order to change our mindset. So how mm -hmm. about before we move somewhere to change our 3D, we change our mindset first that's going to bring us inner happiness and 3D will change by itself. Reality that's will change why by itself. We, we all have this, we all have these things and, you know, we riddle all of these things and we go like, yeah, it's going to bring me peace. You know, it's going to bring me inner happiness. Mm -hmm. Instead of focusing on the outside things, it's important you focus on the inside, how much positive of a person you are. We, right. as a society, we are so judgmental. And even mm -hmm. if we are not, but somehow other people affect us so, so much. 
if mm-hmm. teenagers i'm talking on the behalf of teenagers right now not all of them but most of us if we look at someone who's wearing an extremely stunning dress and that dress is gucci then we people are like how come she is so rich like where did she get the money for this how come mm-hmm. she can look better than me instead of appreciating people we don't right. appreciate people a lot we start mm-hmm. judging people or mm-hmm. instead of that what we start doing is we start to have all of these feelings of jealousy everywhere and i think as teenagers and as a society we really really need to change that so start wow. appreciating people there is a phase in my life when i was really insecure about all of the things and i kept checking all of my comments on youtube so 50 positive comments were not affecting me at all but one negative comment affected me a lot and mm-hmm. i used to worry about it the whole time and right. then i used to look at people who were living their lives like you know who were more famous than me i know it sounds really bad but who were more famous than me but then i used to look at them and i go like why and it used to affect me so negatively instead mm-hmm. of that i started appreciating those people mm-hmm. and now i love my life so mm-hmm. please start appreciating people and please start appreciating everyone and then uh, another thing that teenagers comes up with is like my parents my parents you know they are a problem they do not let me do things and everything well you have to give your parents a thing to show is like you can do something whatever you want to do mm-hmm. as long as you can prove yourself to your own parents or to yourself how can they let you do anything and right. believe me trust. when you're passionate mm-hmm. about when when you are passionate about something you keep finding different resources as you of said course. too you keep finding different resources to prove yourself and somehow you know you do it and everyone starts believing in you so just keep doing things instead of focusing on other people and even if you are focusing on other people learn from them gain their positive things you know just be happy all of the time start having fun with things because please if you're going to change your thoughts you will become your thoughts like even whatever your 3d world is if you keep telling yourself i am extremely rich then you are rich yes mm-hmm. so that's how i i roll with things and that's what i want to say to everyone out there as profound wisdom there janvi that's profound wisdom thank there. you and i it really resonates with me that part where you said that first you change your inner reality and then the 3d that the the outer reality begins to correspond to what you're holding in yeah. here so it's it's very important how you see yourself and um you you captured that sentiment well that especially teenagers when they look at things that they cannot understand instead of appreciating it or being curious about it you start to sort of um you know hate it or uh, you know you 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 start to question it Uh, you start to yeah. become jealous of it inst- instead of trying to figure out hey you know if i like it deep down in my heart if i want to be like that what can i start doing today in order to be like that person and it's wonderful uh, that you're sharing all this wisdom here and i'm sure there's folks from not only the indian subcontinent but also from philippines from africa from different parts of the world who'll be tuning in and listening to what you have to say um talk to us about what role the law of attraction might have played uh in helping you uh arrive at where you are today and what you've accomplished and all the fame and uh, you know on, and the expertise not just the fame but also the expertise that you're sharing on your channel and you're inspiring so many other youngsters to listen to their hearts to be their best versions talk to us about what role the law of attraction might have played in this 
Oh, yes. Now, I, I was not aware of law of attraction until I was a 14 or 15. So before that, everything was just going. But I think somehow it has helped me indirectly a lot. So when I was younger, I never used to think like I will become this person or I will become like this person. So I just used to think of me or visualize myself as one of those people. So I mm. think that helped me a lot. And whenever I used to watch like YouTube tutorials or online classes, I used to look at my teachers. Then I used to be like, this is me. And mm. this is me. And this is how I'm teaching people. So I always, always wow. have this thing inside me when I used to mimic like BBC or CNN. So I, I was in my anchor phase. So every single time, whenever I, I was speaking in a different accent or whenever I was, you know, mimicking BBC or mimicking CNN, it always helped me to gain that better perspective and to, you know, visualize myself as one of those people instead mm -hmm. of thinking, I will do this, I want to do this and everything. So I think it somehow helped me indirectly, but then I became aware of it. So I'd like to share an experience of mine. When I was Please. 14... I was invited by Josh Talks. So mm -hmm. I went to Josh Talks and I was pretty excited. I, again, visualized myself like, yeah, I'm talking. You know, everyone create imaginary scenarios in their head. I, and I think it's pretty common among us teenagers. Mm -hmm. It just depends no, what it, kind of imaginary scenario Even the 40-year-olds. Even the 40-year-olds. <laughs> it's <laughs> common among us too. <laughs> right. Uh, so when I was invited to Josh Talks, I was kind of excited. And, you know, I've just, uh, before the night, I was just visualizing myself as that tomorrow I'm going to talk in front of, you know, a lot of people and it's going to be great and everything. So we went to the venue and people over there were like, uh, you have to talk in Hindi, first of all. And I was like, mm. I've never talked in Hindi before, especially in front of audience. And then they go like, there is not going to be an audience. You just have to behave like there is going to be an audience. So that's a scene. So this is a video camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's just video camera and you have to behave like there is audience. And mm -hmm. for me, there is this thing with me is like, the more the crowd, like if there are 10,000 people, the better. If there are 20,000 mm. people, even better. So it just happens with me. And I'm looking at my dad like, what am I supposed to do now? Hindi, no audience, having to behave like there is an audience. What am I going to do? So my dad was like, you know, just give your best, share your experiences. So the first time I went up to the stage, I started recording. I spoke everything in English because I was not too confident. And then what happened? Then those people were like, I'm sorry, you spoke in English, you had to speak in Hindi, so would you please prepare again? My dad got mad at me, he was like, what are you doing, John V? This is not how it's supposed to be. I was like, dad, what can I do? Uh, in our normal regional language, so my dad went like, okay, you have to talk about these things. Just in a normal pace order, just be behave like you're having a conversation. So my dad was like, just imagine yourself having a conversation with me or with anyone else just behave like that mm -hmm. so the speech was done when we came back home my dad was like they are not even going to post your video on youtube i'm going to write mm -hmm. it right now they're not going to post your video on youtube because <laughs> that's how terrible you did i became i was kind of sad and then all of a sudden you know sometimes self-realization stuck it's like whatever you're gonna think that's gonna happen and that time mm -hmm. i just read the secret so that mm -hmm. secret the book the secret it was having this great uh, effect on me and i was like you know let's just think positive they are gonna post mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. i'm gonna get views and everything so basically i visualized and i just did not really think about it so the problem with most of us is is when we tend to do something wrong we keep thinking about it it's like mm -hmm. how wrong we did and how bad we did and somehow by Beating visualizing how bad right. we did mm -hmm. and how wrong we did 
we somehow attracted into our reality and it becomes bad it becomes wrong Mm-hmm. So I did not really think about it. I just kept moving on. I was like, yeah, they were going to post it. You know, it's going to be great and everything. And they did. Mm. They posted it. And now it's the most viewed video of Josh Talks. Wow. And I wow. never, never thought that. And somehow it mm-hmm. just turned out so great. So I think it's important. Believe me, that virtual applause thing, it's really, really cool. So uh, I think it's important is like what your people are and what your people think of yourself as and not focusing too much on the negative parts of your life because the more you're going to think about them, the more you're going to attract them indirectly or directly, however you want right. to uh, take it. Absolutely. So it's important to think positive and the negative things, forget about those. Something's going to happen. That's okay. You can handle it. Yep. Be careful of what you focus on because it's going to you're going to become it in a way and if you don't like it change it you know think different thoughts think different thoughts replace it you know use uh sit with you so if you find yourself overwhelmed with negative thoughts just sit down with a pen and paper and write about things that are working well in your life i always believe you know so if you have 10 things in your life maybe seven are working in your favor three are not working in your favor you have an option right there am i going to obsess about the three that are not working in my favor or i'm going to focus on the seven which are working well right now and the other three will fall into place as and when they have to and uh uh, I, i certainly practice that uh, I think it's important for youngsters who are watching right now to understand two or three very important things here is to understand that this right here between your ears is the most precious r- real estate in the world. Don't let anybody else live here rent-free, especially not negativity. You you are in charge. You're the landlord. You can push out the tenants that you don't like. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but with practice, with meditation, with visualization, with sitting down and writing, taking charge of your thoughts, uh, you can design your life just like you design your wardrobes. You guys pick the clothes that you sort of wear. I like that look i'd like to look like that person have those clothes okay the same way you can decide i'd like to have thoughts like that i'd like to have be like that person talk like that person walk like that person and pick up whatever is the best from other people and i say once again if it's something that you do not understand please don't hate it just because you don't understand is not does not give you a reason to hate that gift that somebody else has if you don't like it move on or look to the brighter side of what you can follow from that person uh, um, because that's what youngsters tend to do, right? They, they tend to um, sort of dismiss the achievements of other people just because they couldn't, mm-hmm. they couldn't do it themselves or it seems out of reach or they're struggling with their own internal barriers. And I believe, John, we hear, especially for uh, young people, that the biggest enemies are inside you. There's an old African yeah. proverb that goes, um, when all the enemies inside are defeated, the enemies outside us can do us no harm. Um, and um, a, a, a gentleman who is... Uh, my mentor, he said this the other day in Punjabi. He said, If you are your own enemy, you don't need other enemies. You are more than enough. To you alone will do so much damage. Uh, yes. It will be greater than all of them combined together. So... Uh, tell us about, did you face any challenges um, or any hurdles? Uh, so let's talk about both the sides of this gift. 
Let's talk about the positive side. How has your life changed ever since you discovered your ability to grasp languages and accents across the world very quickly? How did it change positively? And have there been any negative instances as well? And what can people who are tuning in right now, what can they learn from both? How did, how, what, uh, how did it accelerate your journey towards success? In what ways did it work in your favor? And in what ways has it worked against you? And what insights do you think both these things can offer us? All right. So first of all, the positive side, I think people really need to understand is that uh, my goal wasn't really to become popular or to be the wonder girl of India. My goal was just to learn English because I like doing it then learn different languages because I like doing that. And, you know, just anchoring in a BBC and CNN style again, because I like doing that motivating and addressing people again, because I like doing that. So it's always about if you want to be a singer, you should like singing. Your main mm -hmm. goal shouldn't be to become a famous Fame. singer. Because mm -hmm. I've seen so many people and they go like, that person is so famous. He's such a great singer. Every girl, he has every girl around the corner and, you know, he's <laughs> so rich and everything. So it's that's pretty great. Me, I should become that person. So <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think I think, uh, you know, it's important is like whatever you are doing, you do it for the right choices and you do it for the right mm -hmm. options, not for something that's really not logical. So my goal was not never to become and, you know, speaking in different accent, no mm. one ever really heard about it in India before. So mm. it was kind of different and never thought like people are going to find this unique and um, title me the Wonder Girl of India or doing whatever, whatever. Uh, I am doing right now. I, I never thought I'd be doing this interview with you because, you know, I never thought I'd be becoming the Wonder Girl of India or doing such things. So for me, it was always just a path. And for me, it still is because I still have miles to go because I still learn, love learning mm -hmm. languages and I still am learning languages. So sure. I think, uh, you know, positively, it literally has changed my life because before this, I was just Janvi and, you know, yeah, Janvi, cool. People used to criticize me, but now mm -hmm. everyone appreciates me probably because I also started looking at the positive side of the things. There are people right. who still criticize criticize mm -hmm. me, but mm -hmm. then there are definitely people who appreciates me. So it's better to look at the positive side of things. Of course, so, of course. And now people started appreciating me. I've been interacting with a lot of people. For an extrovert like me, uh, it's you know it's pretty good for me to just interact with people more and more. I keep interacting sure. with a lot of people whenever I go, and I love traveling mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. once I remember I had this experience, I was talking with this American guy, and at the end he was like, all right, nice talking with you. From where in America are you? <laughs> and I was like, Right, oh, Indiana. I'm not from America. <laughs> I am from Haryana. If you've ever heard about that, oh, which which so that's like, not oh. the uh, which state is that? Uh, I haven't heard of that before. <laughs> which state right. is that? I was like, right. no, mate. I'm from I'm from California, Santa Barbara. I just live up over the Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I think uh, so. Yeah, life definitely has changed. But again, mm -hmm. I never really wanted all of these things i'm definitely grateful and i appreciate everything and every opportunity i've been given because of my you the, you know, the things i did yeah and how do you see the future shaping out for you what, what are the plans on the horizon do you feel you're going to be around here in india is um are you going to uh, uh, go for your you're already doing your higher studies your master's in english literature here and um uh, do we see the wonder girl of india staying here um or do you see yourself 
um, exploring the big world out there and, and moving to a different I think place? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explore the world because uh, I just love interacting with people. And basically mm -hmm. learning different languages, it's going to benefit me a lot, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, for a PhD, I'm thinking for having an international degree because I really mm -hmm. want those experiences too. Uh, of mm -hmm. course, if you're just going to stay in one place, you have limited experience. And I really, really want different experiences. So I think I'm going to explore the world. and But somehow, Haryana, Smalka, India, it will still be my home and still be my heart. Of course. So, of course. you know, home is home. And... Of course. But yeah, I'll be exploring the world. I don't think I'm just going to stay at one place. And I mm -hmm. don't think I can ever do that. My parents were always like, you're going to fly. You know, even if at 12, uh, if when you when I was 12, my parents were like, if I if we give you a chance right now, you're just going to fly out right now. I was like, yeah, <laughs> just give me a chance. And why not? So, and why not? You know, the famous, uh, the famous poet Khalil Gibran, he said, your children are not your children. They're the sons and daughters of life itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you, right? So they're, yeah. the, they're the children of life itself. So, so to go out and explore and to learn and to interact and to become, uh, you know, a person, a better person, to learn more about the world and to maybe come back at some stage and share your wisdom with folks here and other parts of the world, yeah. definitely. Has this been a pressure? Has your gift been a burden at any point of time? Uh, not really, not really. But yeah, definitely there were times when it was kind of hard to manage my time because mm -hmm. I had so many things going on. But then uh, my dad and my mom, they used to make my timetable and they used to help me scheduling my timetable. And I'm really, really grateful for that. And just extremely happy. Like I have my parents as my parents, if uh, mm. you know what I mean. Sure, so, sure. Uh, so, yeah, I think there were times when it was kind of hard to manage my time with, you know, addressing people and with making different videos for YouTube, then focusing on my studies. Studies were never really a burden for me because, mm -hmm. you know, I've just been, you know, an average kid, but somehow I was, I was considered to be intelligent. Uh, the average of my kid. <laughs> right. So, uh, the average so, yeah, kid with a special gift. And that's what we all are in a way, isn't it? We're all the average kids with special yeah. gifts. The problem is most of us, we never discover or unwrap our gifts, right? We stay yeah. with... We stay with the logo of the average kid, the average kid. But every average kid has a special gift and we, we need Everyone to unwrap it. Everyone has it. People mm -hmm. come up to me and they go like, you are God gifted, you know? And I was like, so are you. I was like, mm. how? You have two legs, you God have two hands, you have two eyes, you are. It just depends on I, you what you're doing with your life. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I agree with that. That's that's uh, a lot of clarity for someone who's only 17 at the moment. I really appreciate that. Talk to us about the role of the specific role of your parents. You've talked about your dad, you know, go, accompanying you with all, for all different things. Um, uh, talk to us about the role of your parents on your journey, please. And especially what message would you like to share with parents uh, who might be tuning into this conversation uh, about bringing out the gifts of their young ones? All right. So I've seen parents coming up to me and going like my my child, he studies in a great school and, you know, we give a lot of fees and still he doesn't study. What is the problem? Well, mm. the first thing is like you are not doing some kind of, you know, you're not doing a job for which you're getting money is to say we are giving a lot of fees for our child because that basically is your job. And people think, you know, this is a big job and everything, whereas it's not. So if you're going to think this, because children and as teenagers, so I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, your children 
do not owe you anything. They literally do not owe you anything because whatever you are doing for them, it's only for the sake of your love because you love them. But then at the same time, I think it's important to give your children some time. People are always like, you know, we can give fees. We can give a lot of money, but we don't that's, have time. That's not enough. That's not to. enough. Yeah. Paying for that's the school not fees is not enough. To. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have to give your children time. And that's really important. So everyone comes up to my dad, like, how come you managed to give your child so much time and everything? So let me tell you, my dad used to ring me up after like every one and a half hour asking me like, what chapters are you studying? What are you studying right now? On what chapter are you in the class? What have you done in your whole day? Okay, so what have you learned in Spanish? And he still asks me at the end of the day before going to sleep, my dad is like, you didn't tell me what you do today. So I used to just get up like, and I'm like, okay, so first I read the newspaper, then I did this. So I think it's pretty necessary. You talk with your children and not only about study and everything, talk about everything, talk about anything you want to, because, uh, today's generation, we Gen Z people, we are not too comfortable with our own parents. And it's the hard truth. It's bitter, mm -hmm. but it's a fact. We're not mm -hmm. too comfortable with our own parents or talking with our own parents about some matters and about some issues. So from the beginning, students and children, we need to have a sense of self-realization. Right. Because of the gap, because of the communication gap with our parents, some children do not have self-realization or a sense of self-awareness. And due to that, they tend to do things that are not good and they tend to do things that can be harmful. So. I think it's important if people, if the parents start uh, communicating with their child, not just for, okay, what do you like to have? What gift would you like to have? And, you know, these are not things that our children That's need. Not children That's need, not parenting. That's not parenting. My parents, we are like typical Haryanvis. My parents are like, yeah, sure, we are going to buy you new clothes. And first, we're going to give you a slap or anything. So first, tell us what you did in study. <laughs> so, right. Mm. You know. It's not always about those things. It's about just having a conversation, but in a really I chill agree. and fun manner. And mm -hmm. that is it. And believe it or not, the more you're going to suppress and press your child about anything, the mm -hmm. more your child is going to, you know, become, is going to have an argument with you or is going to protest against everything you have ever owned up for. So it's important you just start having a conversation and just start talking with your child like an adult, to be honest. Just stop talking to a children like, you don't need to know about this thing. This is a money matter. We need to talk with our children like adults so that they have self-awareness. I... I am pretty confident in saying, and my mom and dad, they keep asking me, you're okay, right? Janvi, we are still guiding you. Don't fall into something wrong. This, there is a bad society out there. And we're like, I'm self-aware about all of those things. So I think I have that confidence. And to be honest, I'm, I really, really appreciate that for myself. And that is the same sure. thing that other people need. Sure. You, you have that um, the comfort level, the, um, the, the bridge, the communication bridge with them to uh, express yeah. what you might be going through. And, you know, you've developed that, you've earned that trust over the years. I might not necessarily agree to everything that you said about parenting, but that, that's definitely not the point. But it was important to hear from uh, well, I am a parent as well. Yes, <laughs> I'm a parent of two young daughters, uh, two yeah. young girls, 
uh, ages 9 and 11 so but of course they, what was important here was to listen to your perspective um, from this and I, I'm sure there's some great pointers there um, as well uh, about not forcing kids to follow something just because you feel be better as a parent in the process and also about listening and involving them um, those are some very important things and I think uh, parenting is one thing that cannot be outsourced a lot of people try to outsource parenting to schools just because they send their kid to a nice school and paid all the money um, your job does not end there um, it's been a wonderful interaction with you here Janvi and thank you so much for talking to us about your journey about your the factors that drive you about what shaped you and your vision for the future we wish you all the best and continue putting yes. out those wonderful videos thank on YouTube you. and the courses. I just like to make one thing clear right now mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. it's like when I said start talking with your kid like an adult I just meant in that kind of manner where you can just be friendly with your child with every topic and with whatever that's going on out there in the world so you know just talking about what's going on in the world and what kind of things that are happening and everything yeah definitely not your personal matters but just everything just making them socially aware and that's it sure sure and no, i appreciate that i appreciate you being really open and sharing with us uh, all this information and uh, before we let you go any parting words of inspiration for especially for our young viewers just be happy and be positive because our world it's so full of negativity and we as the new generation i think it kind of it's it's our duty and but we people we have a lot of pressure upon us so instead of thinking of pressure as something just keep thinking this is a part of your life it's just going to go away and just keep doing your work and i think it's important you spread happiness more and more because there are a lot of negativities and people and this world is full of hatred and you know we keep spreading hate just because people have different opinions we start mm -hmm. hating on the other person so instead of that just start appreciating mm -hmm. people or instead even if you're not going to appreciate someone just don't care about those negative opinions or even if the opinions that does not uh, you know really relate with you and another mm -hmm. thing never never let anyone control your mind if you had a bad if someone had a bad day and that person just you know took all his anger out on you don't let that person affect your emotions and your mind otherwise you know we people have given the reign of our mind and of our heart into someone else's hand Absolutely. so never Absolutely. let someone else's mood and someone else's emotions affect you in a negative way and that is it just be happy all of the time fantastic that's a wonderful message there keep moving forward despite the criticism despite the failures despite the embarrassments it's been a wonderful conversation once again thank you so much for your precious time thank and you. we wish you all the best and keep out putting those wonderful videos uh, janvi that you're putting on your channel um i saw some of them personally and i'm sure folks not just in india everywhere across the world will they'll have a lot to learn from not only your story but also your technique and your processes so well done and look after yourself Thank you for having me. Stay safe. Pleasure. That was the very inspiring story of uh, Janvi Pawar who discovered her gifts, used her gifts. And gifts we all have, we all come with different gifts. The whole point of this conversation here today and of other videos that we do is not for you to duplicate, for you to become a copy of someone else, is to discover your own gift. the reason why we invite people from different walks of life whether it's young persons like janvi or global achievers or thought leaders or gurus in the fields of leadership or customer service etc 
the whole point is not for you to become like one of them. The whole point is for you to use that information and inspiration to reach your very best, to discover your gift, which might be very different from the one, the person that we invited. So I'd like to take this opportunity to once again reiterate in what I, what I said in one of the videos that I did on developing your communication skills, which by the way, has the highest number of views on our YouTube channel. English is a language. Communication is an art and two very different things. So if you are not fluent in the language, any language for that matter, it does not make you inferior in any way. Your ability to get your ideas across in any language of your choice is what matters. At the same time, we're living in a global world, learning multiple languages, especially English right now for folks, especially in the Indian subcontinent, is going to open many doors for you, is going to greatly improve um, your how quickly you climb the ladder, maybe the first one or two steps, you know, or open a door perhaps. How well you do while after you're in the door, after you're in the room, after you enter the door, depends on a lot of other skills also that you need to acquire, you need to develop, you need to polish. Um, but yes, this is important that you understand that for many jobs out there, a bare minimum requirement might be the knowledge of the English language. Or if you're working in a different part of the world, the knowledge of Mandarin or Japanese or Arabic or whatever happens to be the first language in that part of the world. It could just be an entry criteria. And if you don't meet the entry criteria, you will not be able to showcase other wonderful skills that you might have. So my suggestion as I close this episode of the Beginner's Mind series, after listening to Janvi's story, after listening to all the uh, to her to you know all the different stages in her development, is for you to discover what your gifts are. That's number one. For you to not develop the desire to copy someone else and be someone else, um, but to absorb multiple influences that you like from other people. So if you like how a particular person talks, maybe you want to absorb a little bit of that influence. If you like um, the mannerisms of another person, maybe you want to absorb a little bit of that and that's perfectly okay, right? But at the same time to understand that the biggest, uh, the biggest treasure, the biggest gold mine of your growth will emerge from unleashing your own potential from discovering your own gift. And that's something that I would want you to keep in mind as you listen and as you re-listen to this interview here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye now.